Hello, Super Johnny. Hello, Super Trevor. It's me, Mario. Woohoo! Mamma mia. You guys, you're number one. Woohoo! See you in my games. Aha! Santos Trevor. Yes, Santos Johnny. I just, I don't know how to tell you this, but the last person on earth who would hire me fired me. Well, that's weird because uh, that happened to me too. Well, you got fired by Dr. Robotnik as well? I sure did. Oh, man. Nobody else would hire us, and we couldn't even keep his job past a week. I, I'll be honest with you, I had some real moral reservations about what he was asking us to do I, I did too i mean granted we've done a lot of terrible things i mean we yeah literally destroyed cities with our creations yeah. and murdered hundreds of thousands of people with yeah. our creations but i just put the you know i had to put my foot down once i discovered that the, he wanted us to make animals into robots that's ridiculous yeah going out in the backyard and catching squirrels and doing those terrible things to them and just to take out a hedgehog yeah i mean how much can you hate a hedgehog that you go through all this? And he spent billions and billions of dollars, by the way. He did. I mean, he put $400 million just on our little project of converting these woodland creatures into walking toasters, basically. Well, I wanted to run this idea by you now. Okay. I've been watching this hedgehog, and he's been freeing his friends. You know how he's been doing that? If he sees a robot, he destroys that robot, and like one of his friends pops out of it. And they're just hmm. fine. They're themselves again. So he destroys a, a robot. Right. A machine, if you will. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a machine, if you will. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then an animal friend pops out? <laughs> yep. I like this idea. Do you? Almost as much as I like kick-upping on air. <laughs> I like this idea, too. So what I'm trying to say is, we should do what Sonic does. And let's just destroy some robots and save some animals. Let's do it. We gotta make... I, I mean, my conscience needs to be cleared. Yes, my vapid crumbling uh, desert of a conscience just needs that little oasis to spring up again. Trevor, I know we got this apartment together, but I, I gotta do this. I'm gonna take this toaster! I'm gonna... Well, uh, that was our only toaster. I didn't, why didn't a rabbit pop out of that? Well, here, fine. I, I, I got the... I got our little 13-inch black and white TV. I know it's all we could afford, but I know there's going to be like a, a squirrel hidden in this thing. Crash that TV! Oh. Where's the... There's no little wooden creature coming out of there. It's just a broken TV. It's just a broken TV. Uh, I'm... Hey, hey, what about what about that microphone that we used to record? That's a good idea. There's going to be like three animals in there. There's got to be four or five animals in there. I don't want to take it. I want to break it down! Oh man, I'm sure that sounded great to anyone listening. I just <laughs> We don't usually do this, but I'm gonna pause the skip for a second to explain what Johnny just did. He took both his hands and, and sort of cupped them and he grabbed the microphone with both hands and shook it. Even though he knows Chris is gonna add sound effects after the fact. <laughs> He grabbed the microphone and he shook it. I'm a method actor. I get into it. I use the hand motions. You see me do this. When I get into character, I get into character. And right now, I'm Scientist Johnny. And that's what Scientist Johnny would do. Ah, scene continue. Scientist Johnny. Yeah. 
this is brilliant. You've broken our only microphone. That's right. Now those two idiot podcasters won't be able to come in and record that podcast. So at the same time, we've still kind of done a good for the world. Yeah. Even what po- the- wait, what podcast are you talking about? Retro Bliss. So welcome to a brand new episode, episode 98, on our way to episode 100 of Retro Bliss. Let me first off apologize for that opening skit. I got way into it in my brain. I don't know why I thought I could shake the microphone and not make a ridiculous noise. Uh, but uh, we can see, like, we can see how much feedback yeah, is like, going on. And there's just nothing but, like, bold red. <laughs> yeah. I that, so I apologize, Chris. You may need to uh, fix my mess. <laughs> Yep. Because I uh, destroyed it. Now, uh, welcome to, like we said, episode 98 of Retro Bliss. We decided to do uh, some major, major, major video game heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Last uh, episode was Mega Man. Mega Man. Which put us on a Mega Man kick, both of us. I gotta say, I've <laughs> because of our own decision to do Mega Man, I've spent some money on Mega Man stuff. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, I, I gave the game a solid score. But it, like, sent me in a frenzy of wanting to do everything Mega Man. Yeah. Because we both admitted we kind of more or less missed out on that whole series growing up. That's right. So it's kind of cool so. to go back and discover a whole series that you that you were aware of, but you just didn't, for whatever reason, partake in it. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to go back. Because for us, uh, like, these games are almost kind of new for us because we just didn't really play them. Except for Mega Man 2. I kind of played that one. Yeah. But to have so little experience with a huge series, that's... Crazy. Yeah. And especially to pretend like a professional is doing a podcast. <laughs> yes. Do we really pretend like we're professionals, though? Uh, we say it. But we don't mean it. Yeah, And they know much. we don't mean it. Yeah, we're very uh, open about how professional we are. But welcome to your weekly game-by-game professional retro gaming podcast. Yep, that, he's Trevor. And he's Johnny. And I got a new show. I'm going to plug myself. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is going to be disgraced by your plug. Go ahead. It's, it's a brand new show. It's going to be plugged. I think you should plug it. Yeah. So you can go to iTunes or Stitcher or any of your other podcast apps and look up Johnny Townsend's horrid, uh, horror movie reviews. And uh, it's where I review horror films. But the catch is, I personally hate horror films. I can't watch them. But I can watch a trailer for one and <laughs> review a movie based solely on that trailer. I got to say, the first episode was pretty hilarious. <laughs> It's literally just me. If you enjoy uh, hor- uh, horror movie reviews, uh, a guy who guesses and a guy who's in his mid-30s who just rambles on and on, mm-hmm. this is the show for you. Exactly. As opposed to this show, which is professional. That's right. Very professional. We're two men in our mid-30s who... Uh, ramble on and on. Ramble on and on. <laughs> and shake microphones like a professional. Yes. <laughs> so, today, episode 98 is Sonic the Hedgehog. The very first one. The original. The first appearance of Sonic. The first... Hedgehog that could run with blast processing. And, blo- and be blue about it. And unlike That's Mega right, Man. That's right, he was sad. Oh my goodness. <laughs> unlike Mega Man last yep. week, we don't have a lack of experience with the Sonic games. Yeah, I'm a big Sonic fan. I love the mm-hmm. Sonic games, especially the fir- the trio that was on the Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. We've already covered Sonic the Hedgehog 2. That's yep. for me and you both. That's the pinnacle of the Sonic games. Uh, but that was Polar. way back in like episode 10 or something yep. another round of there. Uh, but we haven't played uh, this one. Well, we played it, but we haven't reviewed this one yet. Yep. So we said, hey, Sonic the Hedgehog, he's a major uh, video game character for our youth growing up. So let's do it. let us He'd be perfect for episode 98. And I've got some 
funny history with this. <laughs> I'm ready to laugh. It's not that funny. Oh. But you know when we played the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 uh-huh. for the show? I said, isn't it weird that we never owned, at least me and my brother didn't own the arcade game for NES. Despite, the sec- technically the second one. The second one, one yeah. yeah. Despite loving the third one. It's craziness. I can say the same thing about Sonic. I never owned the original Sonic the Hedgehog, despite the fact that probably I'm going to say for five plus years of my life, I probably would have told you that Sonic 2 was my favorite game ever. I don't know. I can't go back and ask myself, and I didn't make lists like I do now, you know. Yeah. But I bet you I would have said Sonic 2 was my favorite game for a good few years. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. He'd at least never, be in my top three always. And yeah. yet somehow never thought, oh, let's go buy the original one. I don't know. We just didn't do that. But this was the first Sonic game I played. So I did technically play them in order. My cousin, um, shout out to Amy. I know you don't listen, but there you go. <laughs> My cousin had a Sega Genesis. Let's shout out to the people who don't listen. Yep. She had an original Model 1 Sega Genesis. Um and she had the original Sonic the Hedgehog. This was way before me and my brother got a Sega Genesis. And she had a deep hatred for me. Yeah, she she kind of did. <laughs> I think because y'all competed for our attention. Uh, yeah. Who would want our attention? Apparently we did. But anyways. <laughs> I needed attention. I'm very open about how much I crave it. <laughs> me, We didn't have... The Model 2 Sega Genesis was my original Sega Genesis. We got everything late. It already had several price drops yep. by them. I believe it was packed in with Sonic 2. So Sonic 1, for me, was probably years before I ever played Sonic 2. And I remember thinking it was awesome, but it was just that rare little gem that we got to play when we went to visit my cousin. It's not anything I ever owned. So... You know what's weird? That's kind of yeah. that's kind of my Donkey Kong Country games. That's true, yeah. Because my uncle had those games, and that's the only time I get to play those is when I went over there. And I don't know how to explain that. As someone who grew up loving games... Shout out to my Uncle Lark, who doesn't listen. <laughs> yep. Let's shout out George Washington. Yep, who I know don't listen. Yeah. And what's up with him? Man. Man, he would just die if he heard us talk like this. That's a terrible joke. Yeah, it was. The man's dead. <laughs> He's been dead. He's been dead for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. <laughs> Ever since the founding of America in 400 yeah. BC. Yeah. So, yeah, I know it's weird. I know it's stupid that a retro game podcaster never owned the original Sonic until, you know, years ago yeah. when I finally bought it. But as a kid, adored the far out of Sonic 2. Only played the original on rare occasions at my cousin's house. Kind what about you? Sort of similar, but different. So, in other words, not at all like yours. Okay. I, I, the first one I ever played was the second Sonic game, and that's by far the one that stuck with me the most. I did at some point end up getting the first Sonic game, and I do like it quite a bit when I was a kid. But uh, <clears throat> actually, I was telling you, besides the besides Mario three in the first Mario game, uh, Sonic two and Sonic one were some of the first games that I ever beat fully as a kid. Yeah. So that, that's probably another reason why they kind of stick in my mind. I felt like I accomplished something at a young age, and I was never able to pe- pass that accomplishment since. I'm still right. trying to beat that. It was the pinnacle. Yeah, it was the pinnacle of my life. That's the best thing I've ever done. Um, it was probably just barely above reading the Barons to Bears books on a third grade reading level. Which I can still do to this day, that's though, right. to be fair. So, a let's... quick Patreon shout out. <laughs> I thought we were doing that at the end, but okay. <laughs> nope. I got a Patreon. Uh, look up, uh, about said Bear State Bears. <laughs> look up Red State Bears. And when you can't find that, look up Retro Blist. And if you want to support this show, because you can tell it flows well, we're professionals. We yeah. don't shake the mic like an idiot like Neanderthals. Yeah. And, uh, uh, if you want to give us some money and donate, that'd be awesome. That'd be swell. We would appreciate it. Well, Trevor... since you decided to bring it up now, I guess I'll. 
talk about the new and improved Patreon. Yeah, you can go ahead if you want to do it now. So, Patreon at Retro Bliss is new and improved. That's right. Trevor did like, some changes. He asked me first, to be fair, because this is yeah. a partnership, and I yeah. said, Trevor, you're an idiot. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Why would you do that? We need this money. I almost banged the desk, but I didn't. And I did it anyways. And he did it anyway. But, honestly, the Patreon is so much better now. Like, you actually have a reason, possibly, to donate besides uh, philanthropy. Is that the word? Philanthropy? I don't know. Anyways, besides philanthropy. No, that word's too big for me. It actually sounds kind of bad. It might be bad. Anyways, there's a reason to donate now. Because the $10 level is gone. That's right. We got rid of it. Thank you. There was a couple of you who gave at that level for a while. And you were awesome. We were blown away by that. By we didn't way. think anybody would do it. We just thought we needed three tiers, so we did it. We literally, it was almost a joke. Yes. But y'all, we, you know how self-deprecating we are in here? Uh, we were very self-deprecating yes. about that $10 level. So all we have is a $1 and a $5 level. And at the $1 level, just a buck, you get a shout-out on every show, which is and whatever. But also, you're going to get bonus Patreon-only audio content. That's right. And I'm going to say it's going to be at least every month. But honestly, it's probably going to be more than that. Our, our goal is to at least have one a month. And you might get outtakes from the show. There's actually already one on there for our Patreons. And you're going to get f- actual mini-episodes of games we wouldn't normally cover on the show. That's right. Let's go ahead and get. Let's go ahead and say what the game we're going to do. We're actually going to record yeah. it after this. So, this. so they'll know what they could get. All right, so if you go and give a dollar a month, you'll not only get some outtakes that are already uploaded... But we're going to cover Sydney Hunter and the Caverns of Death, which is a brand new Super Nintendo game that happens to be just released this year. So it's technically not a retro game, so we're not going to cover it on the main show. But it is for a retro system. But it's totally a Super Nintendo game, so we're yeah. going to cover it, release it as a mini-episode for Patreons only. And a buck will get you all that content. Or if you want to give five bucks, you're going to get a shout-out, of course. You're also going to get all the audio content, of course, all the bonus apps. Yep. And you're going to get to vote every single month, just like we're already doing, on any game you want us to cover. And somebody's going to get their game covered as a full episode of Retro Blist. And it'll probably, every Andrew, month. And it'll probably Andrew, because he's gotten two in a row. Andrew Coed has gotten two in a row. <laughs> yep. Which tells you your odds are pretty good, especially if you're Andrew. Yeah. So, one well, of five dollars either way, we think it's a good deal. Yeah, well, we do, but we're also... But we're incredibly biased and yeah, wrong. And very, very wrong. <laughs> yeah. You should hear what we say about other podcasts. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. man. The History Creeps is a terrible show. Okay, you just you just said that. You reminded me. I keep meaning to bring this up. Okay. Uh, that's all we had to say about Patreon. Right? right, yes. Thank you. Go support our Patreon. We love you guys. Two dudes in an S. I can't believe you said the name. <laughs> I have to share this story. So they're, you know, they don't need our publicity. They get more than enough people listening. But it was the first sort of... I think retro game podcast I started listening to. I think for a lot of people that's true. Yeah. And to be fair to them... Uh, they're definitely way bigger than we are. So well, I wasn't gonna say anything bad about them. So I didn't know where you were going with this. <laughs> yeah. so. Anyways, I found out just the other day that my wife has been confused every time we mention that podcast because she thought we were saying two dudes in a nest, like a bird's nest. <laughs> yeah. She thought it was some really weird show, and she wondered why we were constantly mentioning it. I want to know what that show would be. Okay, there's two dudes in a nest. Yes. As one the baby bird, one's the mama bird. <laughs> Feeding time be really graphic. You have to throw up into the baby bird's mouth. So go check out what Two Dudes in a Nest. It's just one guy vomiting to another guy's mouth to feed him. And I, I can't make this stuff up. My wife legit thought we were talking about two dudes in a nest. And uh, that, I thought it was golden. It is very golden. But, uh, hey, 
since we're wasting time not talking about Sonic. Yeah. We actually have another cool thing. What's that? That's free for everybody. Oh, what is this? It's the Bliss Points. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah. <laughs> we forgot to discuss this beforehand. So we're starting a new thing. <laughs> Because we like to start things and not do anything with them. That's right. But we decided we're at least going to do something with this one. Literally, this show is the only thing we've ever stuck with in our lives. Yes. So, if you've been on our social media, particularly Facebook and Instagram, just look for Retro Bliss. I've been putting up opportunities for you to earn Bliss points. And there's only been two points given out so far, so you still have plenty of time. Basically, what we're going to do is, anytime you see a question and it says you can earn a Bliss point, if you're the first one to answer correctly... Or to go to, say, our Facebook and locate something, whatever it is. If you're the first one, I'm going to save your name in a little chart I have. And how many bliss points you have. That's right. And whenever we decide we're going to make the cutoff, we're going to see who has the most bliss points. And they're going to get something. I think, wait, wait, wait. I thought we decided that. Yes, we changed it up a little. Yeah. I'm uh, glad you're listening. Yep. So So not only. (laughs) Destroy what you just said. Forget that. It's actually better than that. If you have a single bliss point, you have an opportunity. Right. Because what we're going to do is we're going to put your name in a hat, basically. And let's say you've earned three bliss points, you get your name in three times. That's right. For every point you have, you get a chance. Yep. So if you earn more points, you get more chances. But everybody who has at least one point has a chance to win a prize, which we'll discuss at a later date. It'll be retro gaming related in some way. It'll probably be some art that I've drawn or something like that. So. So, hey, just get involved with our Facebook and Instagram and get free points. And even if you just get one point, you might win something. That's right. Sonic the the Hedgehog. Let's get into it. Blast processing. How fast was he? Sonic the Hedgehog, who ran 85 miles an hour. That's right. No, he was uh, 1991. I'm saying he, like, to me, Sonic is real. Like, he's a person. Yeah. So, he was a gang. uh, Urkel did his voice in the cartoon, so. That's true. Sonic the Hedgehog was made by Sonic Team in 1991, of course, published by Sega. And, of course. Of course. <laughs> and right off the bat, again, my, my memory and my the time and my childhood, it doesn't make sense to me sometimes. I grew up thinking that Sonic came with the Genesis. Like, Sonic, Sega Genesis, boom. But not only was Sonic 2 way after the Genesis had launched, the original Sonic game was two years after the Genesis had launched. Is that not mind-blowing? It blows my mind. Well, Sonic was not their first attempt at a mascot. It was Alex no. the Kid, right? I don't even think Alex Kid was first. But Alex Kid was the first, like, boom, like, we're really doing this. Yeah. yeah. And he got replaced by Sonic pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, which, to be fair, no offense to Alex the Kid, but Sonic is, he kind of fit the 90s way I love more. that you're saying Alex the Kid, like <laughs> Billy the Kid. Yeah, Alex the Kid. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. Alex the Kid. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> Mario the Plumber. Mario the Plumber. <laughs> so, yeah, Sonic, of course, became Sega's mascot two years after the Genesis had launched. And really, the rest is history. But the game itself, for the two of you who've never seen it or played it, yeah. I doubt there's even two of you, it's a platform game with the big twist being that Sonic not only moves faster than, say, Mario, but he reacts to the geometry of the levels, like hills and loops, and he can actually run around loops and that sounds obvious now, but I don't think there was anything like that at the time. Yeah, he really kind of put platforming on its head in a way. Yes, the way he could run uh, up straight up hills just was different. Yeah. And uh, he was actually, the game was influenced by the games of Shigeru Miyamoto, the famous Mario developer. Um, and the fact that he could ball up and roll on curved scenery, um, that whole idea originated from a tech demo. 
uh, by Yuji Naka. And just this little tech demo blossomed into this massive game that we have now. Yeah, so <clears throat> we decided we need to do a better job of introducing these games when we cover them. Because not everybody's played them. That's right, to be fair. Uh, you know, some people didn't get, ever get a Sega Genesis. They may, might have yeah. got a Super Nintendo. So Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic is a, a hedgehog who can run really fast. And the key is you're trying to beat the evil Dr. Robotnik who has turned all your uh, animal friends into robots. And you're trying to stop him in his dastardly deeds. And he's going to come at you mm-hmm. with all kinds of contraptions. And he's going to send all your former friends at you. Uh, and you got to save them all. Yep. But at the end of the day, you're just making it from point A to point B like any platformer. Yep. Just a lot faster. And, and there's boss battles. And there's boss battles. And I think that's where Sonic really... Uh, well, Mario does it too, but I think it's where Sonic and Mario both really shine. Mm-hmm. Is they, if you go out throughout their history, they have really inventive boss battles. Yeah, but we'll get into more of that with the gameplay. I think if you've never played the game, maybe you know what to expect now. Probably not. Nope. But we're just going to start with the graphics. Okay, it's a good place. And I mean, what what can you say really? Really, what can you say? I want to hear it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were asking. <laughs> uh. He looks amazing. He really does. Uh, this game really showed you for when it came out what the Super Nintendo could do. I mean, Super Nintendo. <laughs> what the Sega Genesis could do. Uh, you know, Sega Genesis, I was telling you, gets a bum rap sometimes when you compare it to the SNES just because uh, the SNES uh, or SNES. Two dudes in a SNES. Two dudes in a SNES uh, <laughs> is uh, technically the more powerful of the two systems. However, I would argue that uh, Sonic proves that you can really make some amazing games with the technology oh, you yeah. have right there. And we haven't gone to the music yet, but that's the same thing with the music, in my opinion. But uh, the game is bright. It's it when even when it's moving fast, it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Even when you stop and look at stuff, it looks amazing. The graphics are bright and beautiful and colorful, and it really just puts you right into Sonic's world and does a really great job of that. And I really really like how this game looks. I think right from the opening level. The original Sonic the Hedgehog feels like nothing else out there. Because you got... It's the geometry of the levels. Yeah. Like, you're running up... Like I said, you're running up hills, but it's not just that. The way the levels are made, especially this first level, the Green Hill Zone, which we'll get into that with gameplay, but just right off the bat, your eyes are just kind of caught by the loops and by the, the Green Hills. And Sonic himself was just so colorful. And Sonic himself really didn't change a lot on the Sega Genesis as a model. No. Like, he looks great in this game. Yeah, a great character design right off the bat right there. Um, And that's probably all I'm going to say about the graphics for now, because really the gameplay, the levels themselves, is where I'll discuss some more details. But 1991, two years after the Genesis launched, still reasonably early Genesis game. Now, did it eventually become packed with the system? Because I know Sonic 2 did at one point. Uh, Yeah, and one of the reasons I know this is because I have the cartridge here. This is not for resale. And the box says not for resale. And actually... I should have opened the manual sooner. Do you want to open the manual now? I guess so. <laughs> or do you want to save it for gameplay? Nope, go ahead. Okay. So graphics, we pretty much discussed what we're going to. And here I have the manual for Sonic the Hedgehog. This is the pack-in version. It says not for resale. And uh, basically, let's see. It says to take control. For best gameplay, learn the different button functions before you start. Which is pretty funny. Wow. Because all the buttons do the same thing. Yes. So button <laughs> A, B, and C all jump. Yeah. <laughs> That's all they do. Yes. Now, I will say this is where uh, Sonic 2 
really took what Sonic 1 done and ran with it. Like, he added the whole stop and spin dash thing. You don't have that in this game. And that's way more yeah. in the gameplay, but it's important to remember. Yes, it is a big deal. So I'm I'm going to, the flow of this episode is struggling a little, but I'm going to go and read the story from the manual. Do it. So crush Dr. Robotnik. Dr. Ivo or Evo? I never said his first name. Ivo, I think. Dr. Ivo Robotnik, the mad scientist, is snatching innocent animals and turning them into evil robots. Only one tough dude could put an end to the de- demented scientist fiendish scheme. It's Sonic, the real cool hedgehog. With a spiked haircut and power sneakers that give him super speed. Can we stop right here and say that we both just discussed how little Sonic looks like a hedgehog? Very much, like, yeah. There's really no resemblance. I mean, <laughs> Maybe he, the button nose. I even told you that even if his color was the same as a hedgehog's color, he still wouldn't look like a hedgehog very much. No. <laughs> uh, but you help Phonic. Help Phonic. What did <laughs> I just say? Help Phonic. <laughs> You're hooked on Phonic. Hooked on Phonics worked for me. <laughs> Help Sonic fight her hordes of metal maniacs. He's struggling. And do the loop with the super Sonic spin attack. Which really throws me off, but they're just talking about the jump. They're not talking yeah. about the actual spin dash. Right. Speed down twisting tunnels and swing over dangerous booby traps. Leap across <laughs> lava pits, dodge burning rocks. Then splash through the chilling waters in an underground cavern. And if you're lucky, you can warp the secret zone where you spin around in a floating maze. Your greatest challenge lurks in a secret lab where you come face-to-face with Dr. Robotnik himself. Spin through space. Loop till you're dizzy. Save the animals and become the superhero. Be Sonic. Be Atomic. I kind of like that. Be Sonic. Be Atomic. I do too. I've never heard that before. Right. I think so, yeah. they abandoned that really quick, I believe. And uh, I'll go over some of this rest when we talk about gameplay. There's your story. <laughs> your yeah. riveting story. So we both agree that graphically this game looks amazing. Yep. Especially for when it came out. But what about music? What about it? That's a good question. I think it's fair to say that when you think about Sega Genesis, you think about Sonic when you think about music. If you're, if by that you mean you want to think about the good music on there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I discussed this with you earlier, and it's probably fair. The, the, the Sega Genesis gets mocked, sort of. Mm-hmm. For the music on it, because the music on the on the Senest, uh <laughs> was way more highly regarded, I would say. It would often, mm-hmm. and I would, like I heard it all the time for all my Senest friends at school, about how their games always sound better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd always say, hey, look, you can knock it all you want, and I get it, but Sonic the Hedgehog has some pretty dang great music. Oh, yeah. And, it really, and this is the kind of game that I would point to, and I would say, that system can still, even if it's not as powerful as the other... They can still put out some really great music if they want to. And here's, again, my ignorant childhood or my ignorant self now with memories. Yeah. I I think when it comes to Sonic, I always thought of the music of Sonic 2. Right. Because yeah. I'll just go and say it. I feel like Sonic 2 overall has a stronger soundtrack. Yeah, I would agree with that. But the most iconic piece of music by far in the whole Sonic franchise for me and I think most people is the music for Green Hill Zone. Oh, yeah. Which is the very first level in Sonic the Hedgehog, the original. I always associated that with the second one. This is ridiculous, I know, but I had to go back and play Sonic 2 yesterday to make sure that I didn't make it up. The Green Hill Zone music's not in Sonic 2, but in my mind it always was. I thought they always revised it and put it in there. But it's not. It's totally different right, music. Yeah. And there's a couple so, of tracks on here for some of these levels that I really, really like quite a bit. So, but yeah. I would say the Sonic 2 soundtrack is stronger overall. I mean, Mr. Yeah. Cave is still going to be one of my favorite tracks of all time. 
However, this one's got some really good songs in it, like the one you just mentioned. Yeah, and, Green Hill Zone is. Uh, and what was that iconic. one I was talking about? The level after the one uh, we played, Starlight. Starlight Zone. Yeah, that one's got some great music too. So, so just for Green Hill Zone, I mean, that is for me. It's, it's second only to uh, the original Mario Brothers theme as far as being iconic game music. And I always liked Robotnik's music. Yeah, that's true. Dun 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 dun. It doesn't sound anything. No, like that's that. not a. Cl- it's not even. But close. it's good. Yeah, but I like what you just did. It sounded amazing. Um, that just blows my mind. The most iconic Sonic music was never in Sonic Two, but yeah. I always credit it because that was my Sonic. You know what's also kind of blowing my mind a little bit? In my head, I always assumed Sonic just happened to be a really fast hedgehog. Like I was just who he yeah. was. He grew up and he could run really fast. But in the manual you just read, it said it's he's only fast because of the shoes. Did it say that? Yeah, there's one part of that I read where it, it says I missed it. It says uh, he's fast because he wears the shoes. Oh yeah, the, the power sneakers give him super speed. Yeah, see, I, I feel like they kind of dropped that later, didn't they? I feel like they did, but to be fair, he was always he always had his shoes on. And so. why did Doctor Robotnik not just steal his shoes? Yeah, you hear us, Doctor Robotnik. <laughs> Doctor Robotnik was supposed to have a high IQ. I yeah. read that. Yeah, he's supposed to. Anyways, so I will say, as far as the music specifically goes, though, I'm this supposed one, to have a high IQ too, and look what I've done with it. <laughs> Like Dr. Robotnik, he yeah. squandered it. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike me, who just had a almond salami and cheese wrap. Yeah. Our Patreons know what I'm talking about, because that's going to be bonus content. Yeah. What is the- Why would you want to pay for that? I don't know. Way to sell it. Yeah. But I really believe that the Green Hill Zone music is like, bam, this is Sonic. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. I like the music in the next level as well, the Marble Zone. Yes. I like it. It's not as good as Green Hill, but I like it. Uh, then you gave him to spring, uh, we'll go into the levels later, but the next music is Spring Yard Zone. And it's good, but I don't like it as much as the first two. Then the Labyrinth level, I just don't like the music. I think it might be because of the level too, though. It might be, but I just don't think the music's that good. That's that by one. far the, the music I heard the most because it's the one I got stuck on the most. Uh, but then like you said, the Starlight level is it's amazing. Yeah. Fantastic music. Anyway, so overall, with one possible exception, I think every single zone has fantastic music. Yeah. Not quite Sonic 2 levels, but come on. This game has Green Hill Zone. I don't know why I thought that was from Sonic 2. I think I just gave Sonic 2 almost too much credit because I loved it so much. I don't know. Anyways, amazing music. Let's get but, into the gameplay. What do you think? I think you should. Or would you gonna, I think you should lead off the gameplay because I'm struggling. Well, you said but, and I kind of... I was going to say, but let's talk about gameplay. Okay, all right, so we were on the same page here. Yeah. Now, gameplay. Let's get into this it. This is a platformer. Uh, Sonic always built himself as a much faster platformer than others. Mm-hmm. But I was telling you that I felt Sonic was way more about knowing when to go fast than it was about just always going yeah. fast. And that's way prevalent in this game, way more than the other ones. Uh, yeah. You just run around jumping on the enemies and trying to dodge uh, all kinds of... Uh, what would you call those? Like there's spikes and there's uh there's fire that'll come at you. You gotta dodge all these things to stay alive. You're collecting rings. You get so many rings, you get a free life. You get 100 rings. But uh, this one's way harder to do that in than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get you can earn continues, which are very important. There's special zones where you try to earn all the chaos emeralds. Um, this game kind of really sets the ground for what Sonic is. They do a really good job. I feel sort of like how Mega Man did with all the Mega Man games. This one also did the same. Right. And right here in the manual, I gotta te- I say, I never had the manual for the original Sonic, obviously, uh, until you know later. But it's got everything you need. Yeah, it tells you if you get a, well, it doesn't tell if you get a hundred rings, you get a life. But it does tell you 
As long as you have rings, you won't die from hitting. An yeah, enemy. that's that's the. Um, you can also get shields and stuff too, but yeah, they're uh, all the, in here. But the fact is, you always want to try to have at least one coin because that will get, grant you a second hit. And so I think they were thinking, okay, in Mario, you collect a hundred coins to get a life. What are we going to do to set apart? I know it's simple, and technically it's derivative, but I think the rings were genius because yeah. I love collecting these rings. I do I too. Just cool. Even the sound of when you collect them just. Like, it just brings me right back to childhood yeah. and happiness. And you got lint posts that are your save points, yep. thankfully. Uh, then, I'll just go over items, because there's only five of them. The super ring is a box that has ten rings in it. Yep. The shield, Johnny just mentioned, it protects you for one hit. The power sneakers are probably the most useless item in any game ever, but I always got so excited when I got them. They make I, you run fast. I purposely would never get them, because I would just get killed using them. I, I just remember, <laughs> I guess I'm thinking more Sonic too, but... Like, yeah. it's just awesome. Look how fast I'm going. I bet you can't do this on the Nintendo. Yeah, you go, you I remember go, thinking that. <laughs> you go, you're doing what the Nintendo don't. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but really, what in the world's the point of them? They just make you run faster, just which makes quicker. you die. Yeah. But they're so cool. Then you got the one-ups. I here it tells you getting 100 rings gives you a one-up. And invincibility is just like the star of Mario, to be honest. Yeah. Um, And that's it. And then it actually gives you all the zones here. You know what I really loved about this is what I miss about the old manuals. Is yeah. It actually shows you all the little bad guys. Oh, that's so cool. Or the badniks, as they're called. I, I, I really love are. that. Mario I, would do that in their manuals, and Sonic would do that in their manuals. Even even room to write down top scores. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> I mean, I really, I really do hate Nintendo. Was the last company that kept putting manuals in their games when everybody else had quit, and I was so sad when they stopped doing it too. Yeah. Because now even your like your Switch games, there's no manuals. I understand it. I do get it. Yeah. But I just miss it. I do too. Do you want to go over the bad guys? Because they're right here in the manual. Let's do it real quick. So, Chopper... Is the, is the fish that would always hop up at you. Yeah, like a metal... These are all robots, we should yeah. say. They're all robots who were originally uh, real animals. Yeah. But robotic in his dastardly ways. All right, I'm going to do a little quiz here for you. Because I'd be honest with you. I didn't know the names of these enemies. Okay. All right. What do you think the name of this ladybug looking thing is? Uh, I'm not going to know the names. Just make a name. Uh, Bud... Oh God. Close. <laughs> Chris, you got to edit that out. Even though I know it was innocent. <laughs> it was Moto Bug, but you were very close. I'm trying to say Bug Nick. I, still, you said it again. No, with an N. But, bug Nick. Yeah, bug Nick. Yeah, that's what I was trying All right, to it say. makes sense. That's clever. That's not what you said, though. All right. I'm kind of scared to do this anymore. But here's the metal crab that would little throw little balls of like light at you. I'm gonna let you guess what its name is. It's actually a pretty cool name. Oh, I don't know if you want to keep doing this. All right, it's crab meat. Okay, that's a great name. And then you got the armadillo that rolls up. All oh, those things are horrible. They chase you down. Let's change this game around. I yeah. won't look at these when you turn this page because I know there's more. Yeah, I won't look at them and you just tell me the name and I'll try to describe it. Okay, so all right. So roller is the uh, armadillo. Yeah, I saw that one. So. All right, then we have one that's called Buzz Bomber. What do you think it looks like? Buzz, I'm assuming it's, uh, at one point there's like these little bee things that kind of come out, I think. Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, Okay. And it, actually, I, these are one of my least favorite enemies because they shoot at you and they're little... Yeah, they're very annoying. Their bullets hit you at the worst possible time. Yeah. Jaws, what do you think that is? Uh, it's probably that fish that's got the chompers on it. Yep. These are pretty easy when you know the name. Caterpillar. That's the caterpillar. I hated that enemy too. Yeah, because you got to wait for it to turn its furry butt around because you can't. You can only hit it on its head. Right. Yep. Uh, those are so annoying. Ball hog. 
I don't even recognize this enemy. Good luck. Ball hog. Ball. Is that the little sphere with the little things around it? That. Looks like a pig. Oh, he does show up. He shows up in the level you didn't get to. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, and he throws little, like, uh, plasma balls at you. Oh, okay. Yeah, we should mention, I was just going to admit it now, I didn't have this, I had Sonic 2 grown up, beat it, played it through many times, didn't own the original until recently, and I've only made it until the end of the Labyrinth Zone, so I'm pretty ignorant when it comes after that. Anyways, then we got uh, Newton, Neutron, sorry. Neutron, I don't know what this one is. Neutron, Neutron. Oh, gosh. Is that the... One of one is the spirit little things around it on there. Actually, it's not. It's not I know here. they didn't have all the enemies. I would assume not. I don't. I don't know which one Neutron it's is. It's the chameleon. Oh, okay. Yeah, you didn't see that one very much. And Burrowbot. That's the guy with the drills. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so here, uh, he would pop up out of the ground. That, yeah, that's not all the enemies. But that's <laughs> quite a few of them. So uh, there's actually some tips in here, and I'm curious if you think these are good tips. I've never read these before. <laughs> So, Sonic survival tips. <laughs> you still laughing at your uh, ladybug? <laughs> you know how many times that people think I'm cussing on purpose and I'm just trying to say other words, but yep. I get tongue-tied on myself? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I, I know it's not on purpose, so I just have to let it happen. <laughs> so, the first survival tip for Sonic. Grab all the rings you can. Excuse me. <laughs> wow. Why is it, dadgummit, why is it when we get to the big games, the ones people care about, like Mega Man and Sonic, we both just fall to pieces. My bodily functions are on overdrive. You can't speak. My brain is zoning out. To be fair, I can speak. I just say words incorrectly to the point where it gets me in a lot of trouble. And I need Chris to save me and beep out what I said. Mercy. Hopefully we remember where that happened and remember to tell him. Sometime around the ladybug. Oh my goodness. He's got the hiccups. I got the hiccups on air. <laughs> Alright. Next survival tip. Aren't you glad this isn't live? I mean, oh, yeah. We're not going to change anything. but It might as well be live. Yeah. The next survival tip is to watch the traps to see how they move. You'll have a better chance of dodging or escaping them. You might even try to burrow through them. Burrow through them. That's where you run and you push down and you do a little, oh, okay. little spin thing. It's kind of a, pre- a precursor to the spin dash. Right, yeah. Look for ways to get to places that seem impossible to reach. Can I ask you something about this? Go for it. It's in the Green Hill Zone. There's a life on top of the loop-to-loop. Yeah. There's one I know how to get to. You just ride the little platforms, you get to it. There's one in a later level in the Green Hill Zone that I've not figured out how to get to. It's, um, there's no platforms around. It's like you just can't quite jump far enough to get to it. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I'd have to see it okay. to know what you mean. I'm curious. I mean, it can't be impossible, surely. <laughs> but Sonic is also kind of also sets himself apart from Mario in that there's in one level there's kind of multiple ways you can go. That's true. Yeah, and I'm, we'll go over the levels right quick. I feel like Sonic deserves a little more thoroughness and, and um, less hiccups, less hiccups, and less uh, less me. <laughs> the next tip is to fire the current podcasters and get good ones. Oh. <laughs> Now, use the supersonic spin attack to find hidden items. That makes sense. Although you don't do it very much in this game. Just those green blocks that you can blow apart. Look for secret rooms. Remember, there's a time bonus. So race through the axe as fast as you can. And destroy enemies in succession for extra bonus points. So those are your tips. And, um... Very good tips, indeed. And I guess we could say the, the way you actually earn continues, at least the only way I know about, is it in the bonus rooms? It's also through score. 
Is it I think score? every okay. five thousand ish somewhere around there. Uh kinda gets you a continue. Uh but it's way easier if you get those little bonus rooms, you can really rack up your score because it's more coins in there. Well let's let's start with the secret zone. Then we'll go through the regular levels. Does that work? Yeah, there's different versions of the secret zone. So this is how you get the Chaos Emeralds. If you collect a certain amount of rings, and I'm reading this right from the manual. So in the actual act itself, if you collect a certain amount of rings, you can warp to the secret zone. You ricochet off multicolored blocks in a 360-degree rotating maze. There are six different secret zones. In each zone, your goal is to touch the Chaos Emerald. And I'll be honest, I wasn't too impressed with the this secret zone at first. I remember Sonic 2 just always loving to get to that bobsledding thing. Yeah. Well, that's what I called it. I wasn't too impressed with this one, but I, it grew on me a little bit. And they get tougher and tougher, too, by the yeah. way. I'll be honest. It's constantly rotating around. Yeah. Uh, you can, you're constantly hitting things that change how it rotates, too, at the same time, which either help or hurt you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you hit certain points, it, it just throws you out of the game automatically uh, without even getting to the Emerald. Uh, I've never, ever gotten all the Chaos Emeralds, but once you do, you turn into Supersonic, and it kind of breaks the game in a way. I've definitely never done that. Um I only got one Chaos Emerald during my playing today. Um, but the main purpose of these for me was to earn extra continues. Yeah, same. And you just get 100 coins in the... Well, you know what? It's showing something here. It's showing a ring with a Sonic face in it. Is that how you do it? I thought you just had to collect a certain number of rings in the bonus area. To do what? To actually get a continue. Right, that might be an extra life, though. Yeah, it doesn't mention a continue. I don't know. I'm... Anyways, if you glide a lot of rings, you're going to get a continue in this bonus zone. Yeah. It's, it's a little weird. Anyways, I don't think the bonus zone is anything super special, but it breaks up the gameplay. Yeah, and it changes. It. And each zone is a little different from the other, yeah. but it's the same concept. So, um... Levels. Levels. Green Hill Zone, we've already kind of talked about. It's very iconic by this time. Oh, yeah. Green Hill Zone was so iconic that basically they did a remix of it in Sonic 2 and called it Emerald Zone, right? Yeah. But I'm, I'm just going to say up front, and I don't mean this as a knock against the game, this is as good as it gets for me. Green Hill Zone, which it makes sense, because you're going to play it over and over and over again. I mean, you're going to play... There's no way to save this game. There's yeah. not even a password to continue. So you're going to play the first couple levels over and over so again. So whatever you do in your in your first sitting is where you're going to end up. Yep. <laughs> and that's something that Sonic 2 continued. I think it was Sonic 3 that finally added save feature. Yeah. But... I don't know. The Green Hill Zone is everything I ever associated with Sonic is in this level. The moving fast, the loops, tons and tons of rings, the twist and the turns, and I just love it. I mean, it's what I think of when I think of Sonic. Right. Which may or may not be accurate. Uh, we'll go on to the next level. What do you think about the Marble Zone? I want to know what you think, because I've, I've had two different thoughts about this zone. It, it can be very frustrating, but it also gives me a way more, once I finished it, I got way more... Uh, feeling of accomplishment because it's very tough mm-hmm. it's very tough um in later levels I, a lot of the deaths felt very unfair but in this one in the first level they kind of seem like if you died your own fault yeah for the most part yeah my thought of this i remember i think when i thought of sonic one and this sounds weird but because i played sonic 2 so much and it kind of has its own green hill zone in a way when I think of the original Sonic, this is the zone I think of because it's so different from anything in the other Sonic games. It just feels different. And I remember playing it with my cousin. So this is the one I think of. But you know, a thought I had today is I've kind of been unfair to modern Sonic games. And you can take this multiple ways. 
But I've kind of been really harsh on modern Sonic games that don't let Sonic just run fast. Because everybody says it. Sonic's all about running fast. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you heard that? A bunch. Well, in the very second zone in the original Sonic the Hedgehog, it betrays that mentality. Because really, you're not running <laughs> fast very much in Marvel Zone. Because that's really not what Sonic's about. I've already said it. It's not about yeah. running fast. It's about knowing when to run fast. But there's not many times you can in Marble Zone, really. Like It's almost like they weren't even pushing for that. Yeah, it comes way more of a precise platformer yeah. at that point. Yeah, Marble Zone was all about almost the kind of platforming I say I enjoy more. Which is a little trickier in Sonic because of the way he moves. But it's a lot of precision platforming in this level. Yep. Like, you're just not moving fast much. But then the Spring Yard Zone is the next one. And it kind of brings the speed back a little bit. And it's also where uh, a very famous in Sonic 2, the Casino Zone, mm-hmm. is kind of loosely based on. Like, they really yeah. kind of put the blueprints down on this one. Uh, it's, it's pretty much like you're in a giant casino almost. Yeah, that that is such an iconic level in Sonic 2. And yeah. I, I guess I didn't realize how much of it was taken from this one. But yeah, there's bumpers. There's a lot of springing around. Yeah. It's not quite a casino, but you're right. It feels like a casino. It's like a low-rent casino. And yeah. Sonic 2 is the full casino. And I think it's welcomed after the the frustration that can come from the Marvel yeah. Zone. Like it really, is... really kind of changes it up a little bit. Yeah. So I think, I'm just going to say now, I think these first three zones are pretty perfectly paced. Because you got your Green Hill Zone, which is just yeah. carefree fun. Your Marble Zone, which is precision. And then the Spring Yard Zone, which is sort of a mix of the two. And then we'll just give you Labyrinth Zone. <laughs> it's Labyrinth Zone. This, when I was a kid, this was the most frustrating zone for me. It's pretty much his underwater zone. So not only is it underwater, and you take away all the sonic speed for the most part, because you can't move fast underwater. you got to make sure you, you get air bubbles to stay alive. Daggum Mario moved faster underwater because yep. they let him swim. It wasn't realistic, but who cares? Right, it's a video game. They tried to add realism to Sonic. It's already a hedgehog that's yeah. blue and running fast. <laughs> and you know what I've heard, and I think this is well known now, but the reason they add this stressful timer when you're underwater is because they just assumed that, Sonic, that hedgehogs couldn't swim. And they actually can. And they I, can. I, I told you that. Maybe that was in Sonic 2 it Bliss was. Quiz. Yep, that's my Bliss Quiz. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, you were paying attention. I was. <laughs> you didn't want I to give me, You didn't want to give me credit, but you were paying attention. I, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. I think this level was a mistake. Because <laughs> I do. I thought it's a blemish and otherwise great game. Because you got two zones after this, plus the extra zone. But this one is just frustrating. It's slow. I'm with the you. The music is not great. I'm with you 100%. But I will throw this out there. Uh, Sonic, to me, has always taken chances with their levels. Yeah, I that's mean, true. Look at the casino zone. So I can't fault them for trying something yeah. on here. I'm with you. This is by far the most frustrating one of all of them, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it and it would drive me batty. Still did when I played it recently. Yeah, uh, this is a game I've actually beaten before. I've actually seen the ending of this game, and I because of my own doing. <laughs> but uh, this was the zone I always spent most of my lives on. A lot of my continues would be because of this stupid zone. Mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying, 100. percent But I can't knock them for trying it. It's just very, no, very frustrating. I just think it was too many frustrating ideas on one level. You yeah. got the drowning, the slowness, and all those terrible spikes. And the balls, Dr. Robotnik, this is the first time he's really frustrating, too. Yes, yes. He was by far the worst part, in my opinion. It it, t- it had to dawn on me that for this boss fight, it's not really about hitting him like it is in the other ones. Mm-hmm. It's about keeping up with him yep. and getting to the top there where, he's, where you get out of the water. Anyways, easily my least favorite zone and my least favorite music. Yeah. But it does continue after that if you manage to make it through it into Starlight Zone. And I'll let you talk about this because I didn't make it through it today. Right. Uh, Starlight Zone uh, has, in my opinion, it has my favorite music. 
I love the music in this zone. Uh, the level itself can be frustrating, and it's also when it really uh, gives you these, uh, what would you call them? I told you it's kind of like Mario's version. It's like Sonic's version of the bomb bombs from Mario. Yeah. Those are by far one of the most frustrating enemies uh, because you can't always see where the bombs are exploding and where the explosions are going to land because he'll explode and he'll send out like particles of himself. Yeah. And if any of those hit you, then you, you get hit. It's a, you lose coins. Yeah. Or you die. That's by far very frustrating. And they can be on the ground or standing up and they go off when you get near them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, overall, it was a pretty great level. The music is where it stands out for me. And the next is the scrap brain zone. Mm-hmm. It's it's probably the second most frustrating one. But the, it's, here's the reason why. The first two kind of stick with the theme of it. Yeah. Scrap brain zone three is a rehash of labyrinth zone. Are you kidding me? He drops you back in there into the labyrinth zone and you got to get out of it. Actually into that level? No, but it's a version of it. It's oh, like wow. it's the same... Uh, what would you call that? Like the same, it looks same layout type huh. thing. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's not as hard as the other, the other ones, but, yeah. but like it really will frustrate you. However, once you get past that, you're on the, you're at the final boss battle. So here's my opinion. I thought what you just described and the labyrinth zone are sort of in there because they realized, Hey, you know, Sonic is his own thing. He is partly about going fast. But we don't want people to be able to beat this game in 20 minutes. Right. We need to add some depth. And, or some length at least. Maybe not depth. And I feel like these, Labyrinth Zone especially is in there to kind of slow the game down. To pad it out. Yep. Um, And it sounds like from what you're saying, the end of Scrap Brain Zone is the same. And I've never made it to the final zone. Is it just a boss fight? Yeah, once you pass that, you just have a boss fight where you're actually at his... What do they call it? His laboratory or whatever? Yeah. And he's just in this thing and he's trying to crush you with it. But it's by far, once you learn his pattern, the easiest boss battle, in my opinion. Which yeah. is kind of weird. Yeah. Because the other ones kind of gradually get more uh, yeah. uh, more inventive in a way. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of did that, which didn't make any sense to me. I will say, at least up into that one, I'm really impressed with how the boss fights do take just a slight notch up every single one. Yeah. Because the first one... And Green Hill Zone is stupid easy. It's relatively easy, very much so. And then the Marble Zone is super easy once you know the pattern, but you do have to jump back and forth between yeah. the fire. All of them, all of them, once you is about learning the pattern, right. pretty much. Uh, my favorite one, though, they kind of rehashed in the in the Sonic Mania game. <clears throat> and I was telling you this, I think it's the Scrapyard Zone where they do it. Mm. But like, there's uh, there's these uh, what would you call those seesaw type things? Yeah. And there's like a and he'll drop his machine will drop like heavy. Uh, spiked balls or whatever down. Huh. And you got to jump on it to send them back up at him or be on that when it sends you up so you can hit him too. Well, so you're cool. just trying to constantly hit him with these things or yourself. It's actually very inventive and I really liked it. It's probably my favorite boss battle in this whole game. I think, I mean, the boss battles are pretty easy, but I think they're fun. I mean, I guess I'm pretty forgiving when it comes to boss battles because the original Donkey Kong Country, sorry to bring that up in the Sonic episode, <laughs> but the boss <laughs> battles are pretty lame. Yeah. But I don't care because it's like a reward for beating a hard level in a way. But I do like how the boss battles get more inventive as you go. I always liked the the fact that Dr. Robotnik would have like a different type of machine at the very end that you had to beat up. I don't know why, but I always loved it. I think it's because yeah. of my love of robots. But, yeah, I agree. But I was, always found it very inventive and always loved seeing what he was coming up with next. Yeah. And uh, that's that's really it. Um, there's no, like I said, there's no save feature. So it's a one... It's a one-time-through kind of game. Yep. So I think it kind of makes sense. For my money, I still think I enjoy the first two zones the most. Though I have 
practically no experience with Starlight Zone. I think I would really enjoy it. I think you would too. It's it can be frustrating at parts, but the music is great and the boss battles work. Yeah. It. So th- this is this is interesting to me. And I'm just looking at all these levels here. I wrote them down on paper. How would I describe the original Sonic? Because if every level is like Green Hill Zone, I would say Sonic's about running fast and having quick reflexes. But that's only really true for the first three acts for the first Green Hill Zone. Right. So how would I describe Sonic? He does move faster than your average platformer, but he's just a unique platformer. I mean, sometimes he moves too fast because there is slowdown in this game. There is. I guess it's fair to. T- so I actually just posted a few hours ago before we started recording that we're about to play Sonic. We're going to see if it survives the 2018 Retro Bliss treatment. So to be fair, there are some flaws to the original Sonic. Oh yeah, for sure. The, the slowdown got me killed a couple of times. I told you that this was by far uh, way more frustrating than the other Sonic games for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the deaths are way cheaper, in my opinion, on this mm-hmm. one. Uh, but, yeah. So, so in the uh, the Spring Yard Zone, where uh, Dr. Robotnik has this drill and he actually removes parts of the level, that's the boss fight, I definitely died through a glitch. And we were playing on Model 1 Sega Genesis hardware. I don't think we mentioned that. Original controller, a tube TV, definitely no emulation here. And there were some glitches. I actually dodged his um, drill attack, but somehow got pushed underneath the level, like where there was still a block, and died. There was another time where I was hit by an enemy who was standing above me and definitely did not touch me. But if you've noticed when you collect rings in this game, you don't actually have to quite touch them. Right, Like yeah. a spiky hair reaches up a few more inches than you think it will. Yeah. The same thing, unfortunately, happens with enemies. And so I died from enemies I definitely didn't touch. But it's pretty rare. Other than that, the slowdown you mentioned, little things, like yeah. not huge glitches. Slowdown didn't happen a lot, but it no. did happen to a point where it was noticeable. Yeah. But other than that, like there's there's not a lot of uh, real flaws to talk about. Except for I'm a, I'm a little... I'm a little bummed by the flow of it. I really... <laughs> like our show. Yes. <laughs> like this episode. If they were going to put Labyrinth Zone in there, I kind of wish it was the last zone. Or just not in there at all, I'll be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, it would have felt way more like a last zone, for sure. Because it's kind of like, I want to play the other zones, the other five zones, but I don't know if I want to go through Labyrinth Zone again. <laughs> it's, it's probably frustrating enough that some people probably just stop there and I... May not have gotten past it and just didn't care. Yeah, to. like I said, I didn't own the game growing up, but we still tried to beat it with my cousin. Yeah, and I remember always giving up in the labyrinth zone. And I think that's a shame. Right, but that's enough negatives. It's just enough to realize why Sonic Two is kind of elevated in comparison. Right. Um. So let's go and give our final scores then. All right. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? It does not matter to me whatsoever. I don't mind going first because go I feel it. pretty good about it. Go for it. So Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, I mentioned in my Sonic 2 episode that... Oh, your Sonic 2 episode. Yeah, because you weren't involved in any way. <laughs> I mentioned in our Sonic 2 episode, even though it was way back in episode 10, um, which shows you how much we loved Sonic, because we thought episode 10 was like a huge deal. It's also how little faith we gave ourselves yes. very far in this show. We <laughs> were about to hit 100, and we thought 10 was amazing, so yeah. we were going to, oh, let's do Sonic 2 before we I quit. Remember, I remember us being very proud that we made it to 10 episodes. Yes. I wish we had saved Sonic 2 now a little bit longer because yeah. it's absolutely one of my favorite games. But Sonic as a character turned me into a Sega fanboy to the point that I was really unfair to Nintendo for a while, despite growing up with the NES. 
Um, so it's weird now to go back to his true roots because Sonic 2 is a game I played hundreds of hours, played through many times. And by comparison, the bottom line is Sonic the Hedgehog does still hold up. It does. It's a fantastic looking game. It's a great sounding game, though not as great as Sonic 2 in my opinion. And it's just fun overall. I don't know what it is, but the Green Hill Zone is just infinitely replayable. And the music is part of that. The graphics is part of that. However, it's really eye-opening to realize I've kind of been unfair to the modern Sonic games. To some extent. Because this original Sonic, we're starting with the second zone. It slowed things way down. And kind of took away the whole running fast thing to some degree. Which is sort of my criticism for some of the modern Sonic games. But this one, it's all over the place. You got you got precision platforming. You got running fast. You got some annoying things, frankly, like the Labyrinth Zone. Just and annoying. Yeah, and Johnny's annoying. <laughs> um, but taken as a whole, lumped all together, in 2018, through our pretty harsh and rigorous and professional reviewing process. You say rigorous? Rigorous. Oh, okay. That's the word. And our perfect, perfect English. Yep. I feel like Sonic the Hedgehog, the original, holds up, but not every aspect of it does. Not every aspect is as mind-blowing as it was. For example, the bonus level. Yeah. It was probably pretty cool that it looked 3D back in the day. Sort of 3D. But now, it's a little... You know what? Never mind. It's not... It doesn't really look 3D. I'm thinking of Sonic 3. Scratch that. Um, <laughs> I'm confusing the bonus zones. It was, Anyways, it was trippy and cool-looking probably back in the day. But I think it's a little bit boring now. I think that some of the things they did just to make the game cool don't hold up as well. But as a whole, I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. Which is to say, it's a very, very good game that maybe isn't as perfect as we remember. But that's because we're remembering some of the sequels that did improve some things. And uh, I feel comfortable with that. I love it, but I don't love all of it, so it's an 8 out of 10. Well, I'll see your 8 out of 10, and I will tell you this. Uh, I've I love these original trilogy of Sonic games. Mm-hmm. Always have, ever since I was a kid. Some of my favorite video games of all time, personally. Sonic 2 was always my favorite of the three, and still mm-hmm. is, if I'm being fair and honest. Uh, but I can see, kind of like in our Mega Man 1 episode, yeah. just an episode 97 just happened before this one. Yeah, a week ago even. A week ago even. Uh, that, like, Mega Man 1 really was the bare bones for what Mega Man could be. And every Mega Man game after that improved it tenfold. Mm -hmm. That's what I kind of feel with this one. I mean, Sonic 2 is just a better game because, A, the music improved. They added the spin dash, which seems so simple now. But it really is noticeable when you play Sonic 1 that you can't do that. You really miss it, don't you? Yeah, you really miss it. Yeah. So the fact that they added that is it just really shows you. It's kind of like how in Mega Man... Like in the very first mm-hmm. Mega Man or the first couple, even you can't like charge up your shot. It's mm-hmm. way and it's later in the series. Yeah. And then when you go back and play Mega Man One, you're kind of like, why can't I do this? I yeah. should be able to do this. It's sort of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but with that being said, the music is still very, very good. I would put it below Sonic Two, but it's still quite good. Mm-hmm. The game looks amazing. I mean, it really does show oh, the yeah. power of what the Genesis could do. Uh, it's there are some frustrating deaths. There is some slowdown. To be fair. I don't think this is a perfect game. I think this is a game that perfectly set up Sonic. Oh, yeah. If that makes any sense. So while this game isn't perfect, I still loved it quite a bit. 
you said eight. That's the score I was thinking of, and I still feel that's pretty fair and honest. Mm-hmm. I think this is an eight out of a ten game. It's not as good as Sonic Two because we gave it a much higher score. Oh yeah, but this is still quite a great game, and it was very fun going back and experience this game again, just to, for the music mm-hmm. and for this game really does scream out nineties. It really does. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just Sonic himself, but oh yeah, but like they they do everything. This is the game that uh, Bubsy wishes it was. Because yeah. Sonic, I mean, they were very upfront saying he was trying to be cool. I mean, even in the manual you read, they said, mm-hmm. hey, he's a, he's a cool dude. But they did a good job of showing it. Even when you're pausing the screen, or I mean, even when you're not doing anything, Sonic will look at you and, like, tap his foot and say, hey, why are why we not doing anything here? And right. even doing that, he kind of looked cool. You know, Bubsy could wish to do that all day long, and he just couldn't do it. Oh, yeah. These total extra animations are so, they just were mesmerizing yeah, as a kid. Yeah, very much so. So, I, I love this game. I'm giving it an 80 out of 10. I think it's very fair. This is very much so Retro Blist approved. Oh, yeah. And this game goes for, like, what, 10 bucks with the complete thing? It's something like, I mean, it's, if you have any store that sells retro games, you should be able to get the cart for, like, five or six bucks. Yeah. Worth that I all mean, day long. It's a uh, no-brainer. You can get it on Xbox Live, and I'm assuming PS4, and I'm going to assume the <laughs> Nintendo on, Switch at some point. It's been on so many compilations. But you can get it on those for, like, five bucks. There is, I'm going to go and say this, there is a Sega Genesis uh, what do you want to call it? It's gonna be like thirty or no, it's gonna be like fifty games in one thing. Oh yeah, that's coming up very soon, and I think Sonic One and Sonic Two are both on there, and it's gonna yeah. be like thirty bucks for a ton of great games. So, uh, there's gonna be plenty of ways to play this game. Yeah, and we recommend you do it. Yeah, if you for some reason avoided the first one, don't avoid it. It's not. It doesn't have to be as good. Sonic was never about perfection. That's the thing, yeah. and I never would have admitted that back in the day, but I don't mind admitting it now. The Sonic games were never perfect. Not even my beloved Sonic Two. But they don't have to be because they're just they took chances. Yeah, and it's, and it takes a lot to be a, a perfect game. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, Retro Bus approved. Yep. Trevor, I think it's time for some uh, fan feedback. Feedback. Yep. Right. So if you want to give us some feedback, head on over to our Instagram page. Yep. And you can leave feedback about the game. I like how excited you got about that. You even put a little hand swing Instagram. in Instagram. Yeah. I love how we both do hand motions you can't see on audio <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> but seriously, if you follow Retro Blist on Instagram, anytime we're going to do a new episode, we'll give you a chance to share your memories. Um, and I'm going to share those now for Sonic the Hedgehog. So Art or Die, Keith Farnham, he says, yes, definitely put in a lot of hours playing this game as a kid. Michael T. Humpelson said, Amazing game. And while I feel it's not quite as strong as the sequel, it was a mighty strong game. Graeme. Graeme, yeah. He spelled it correctly. I said it incorrectly. Okay. <laughs> Out of the gate. Yep. Totally agree. A great game that only got better. A lot of GRs in your reading yes. there. <laughs> so, Ronnie Mnemonic 87 says, Unlocking Supersonic was awesome. I wouldn't know, but I'm sure it is. Thank Have you. Have you seen what it is? He's, he's golden, right? He's golden. Yeah. And he can almost, uh, he's a lot harder to die. He can still die if I'm thinking right, but it's way tougher to get killed. He pretty much kind of breaks the laws of the game, yeah. sort of. But again, without a password function or anything, you got to play through the whole game and then play a supersonic and turn yeah. it off and it's gone. Also, to be fair, I've seen people do it like 
quickly. Yeah. So. People that are good at things. Yeah. <laughs> Not us. So DT Chavez 85 says he agrees with Michael Thompson. We wouldn't have the glory of Sonic 2 without the first. Can't wait to hear your retro golden thoughts. Love thoughts. I'm struggling with words. Yep, we both MJ's are. Game Rooms. You heard what I said earlier. <laughs> oh, I sure did. I'm not going to repeat it. MJ's Game Room says, This game took me forever to beat, but I still love it. Sculter, also known as Christopher Scholes, says, I begged for Genesis when I found out the Super NES version of Mortal Kombat was going to be censored. My dad got me one for my birthday, and I was lucky that it came with Sonic and a mail-order thing to get Sonic 2. I was never interested in Sonic beforehand, but I remember me and my dad both having a ton of fun playing it. It was a really fun time and one I'll always remember. Thank you guys for your feedback. But Johnny. Yeah, Trevor. Do we also have a Facebook page? I'm glad you asked. Do we? Yes, we do. That's the answer. You go to Facebook, look up RetroBlist, join the community that's growing there, and we have some memories to share on there. Timmy Mac goes, it was the first Genesis game I remember playing uh, or, or even seeing in person and that I played. It was so unlike the games I was used to and it blew me away. The speed on the screen with the beautiful animations. We have Sonic to thank for helping making the 16-bit generation so iconic. I kind of agree with that. Andrew Coed goes, I was of the age that really bought into the Sega marketing. So seeing, you know, I kind of was too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sonic, so seeing Sonic move so fast on my TV was truly life-changing. It is probably the first video game that I actually anticipated the release of. It is still my favorite Sonic game, even though I know it isn't the best, uh, because I have such wonderful memories of it. This is also the first video game my son ever played, and by that I mean he sat on my lap and pushed buttons on the controller as I played. Sega! Uh, Daniel Taraska, hopefully I said that right. If I didn't, uh, smack Trevor. <laughs> I got this game with my Model 1 Sega on Christmas, along with a copy of Toe Jam and Earl. Well, just which is a series we want to cover soon for sure. But just looking at the box art brings back the memories of that Christmas morning. Oh man, love me some Sonic. I still have the Genesis in my copy of Sonic to this day. Then Douglas DeLecky Jr. goes, I remember wishing I could afford a new system. It was like 96 before I got one as a hand me down. Turned out I like the SNES better for RPG. Sonic was a good game though. Then Bradley Michael uh, Boson, hopefully I'm saying that right. If not, uh, beat Trevor up. <laughs> this was the second Genesis game I ever played, Altered Beast being the first. Sometimes when I close my eyes really hard or listen to the gems, that's a podcast we can't talk mm-hmm. about Genesis gems because we're at war with them, uh, even though they're pretty awesome, I can still hear the Green Zone music. Wow. Christopher Kellogg, we will not make any more cereal jokes. We've done those to death, but your Frosted Flakes are delicious. Was, yeah. Literally the first Sega game I ever played. I went to the neighbor's house and tried it out. The game is good. It sparked my love for the Genesis. I've played this so much more than Mario. I agree Mario is the better game, but I'd rather play Sonic any day. So well, thanks for those memories. A lot of feedback. Not surprising about Sonic. I mean, he's he's earned his reputation. For uh, sure. But. You know what else we've, we've earned as a show? What we've earned with our blood and sweat and tears and our begging. Yep. Is a new iTunes review. Oh, snaps. That's right. Clearly, this is something that happens all the time by how excited we get. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Spread the word. Threaten people with violence violence to leave us a five-star iTunes review. Don't really do violence, but threaten the violence. Make sure it's an empty threat. Yeah. So, Dig Dug 3, The Quickening. 
is this person's name? And I'll be honest, I looked that up to see maybe if it's like a mobile game or something. That's just a great name, isn't it? It's a great name. (laughs) But in any case, he says or she says, this person says, I'm assuming their person. They say. They say, if there is one podcast hosted by two guys about retro gaming called Retro Blist, this is the one you should listen to. I agree with that 100%. Nobody can really argue that. Nope. Not even I. And I argue everything. Yep. So thank you so much for that five-star review. You are the bomb. Thank you so much. Uh, please go to iTunes to give us uh, five-star reviews. Please. It, it makes us feel good about ourselves. And also, uh, iTunes will look at that and be like, hey, these guys, maybe we should pump them up a little bit more. Yeah. Pump, 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 pump. I'm sorry. Pump it up. Uh, Do that. <laughs> yep. Do that. And also. Stick uh, around for our last order of business. That's right. But before that, it's time to roll a commercial. Don't you think so, Trevor? I was going to skip that because I forgot. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's roll it now so we'll shut the freak up. <laughs> Danita Stokes, president of HAG. It's bad enough that Sega Genesis has the most 16-bit games, but this new Sonic the Hedgehog, oh, he really duffed my doilies. They say he's incredibly fast. Well, what's the hurry, mister? Hmm? And about his attitude. Smarty pants. Why can't it be more like that nice boy, Mario? Oh! Little brat! Now, get Sonic free when you buy a Sega Genesis system at its new price of $149.99. So what I was going to say was, uh, let's do one last order of business. Right. Which is a little quiz show we like to call... The Bliss Quiz! my review first so i'll let you give a question first trevor i told you i was very proud of these questions play along at home try to beat our score trevor you know when you go to google and you're trying to google Google something Mm -hmm. uh google will try to autocomplete for you oh yeah yeah so uh what was the number one way google suggested i finish this sentence (laughs) right the sentence i typed in was what is sonic the hedgehog oh mercy all right here are your three choices uh what is sonic the hedgehog a real name. What is Sonic the Hedgehog's B phone number? <laughs> what is Sonic the Hedgehog's C shoe size? Which one of those <laughs> did Google suggest I finish the sentence? It's the number one way. The number one? Yep. Real name would be the one I would hope, but I don't think you would have put it on there. You don't know me. Well, actually, you do. I'm going to go with it anyways. I'm going to say real name. Incorrect. Shoe size? Incorrect. Phone number? <laughs> oh my goodness. I took a picture. Phone number? I took a picture. This must be something I don't know about. I took a picture of it because it made me so happy. <laughs> I'm going to pull this picture up real quick. I've never in my life, I've been a Sonic fan my whole life. I've never asked what his What's phone number is. What's number one out there? What? <laughs> this must be a thing that we're just not privy to because we're old men. Okay, well, I can't say I ever asked that question. Uh, Trevor, hit me with your first one. So, all of your questions, every single one of them, is basically a love letter to the actual character of Sonic himself. Okay. It's all about the design of the character. Gotcha. So, I apologize for my pronunciation, but remember, we can't pronunciate anything correctly. That's right. We can't even say the word pronunciate. Nope. So, Naoto Oshima first proposed the Hedgehog character. What two characters did he combine to make Sonic's basic design? Okay. 
Did he mishmash Garfield and Mario, Felix the Cat and Mickey Mouse, or Alex Kidd and Porky Pig? What was the first <laughs> kinda one? Kind of crazy, again? isn't it? Garfield and Mario. I kind of feel it's that one. I want to go Garfield and Mario. Maybe it's my love of Garfield and love of Mario. It's making me think that. No. Ugh. It was the head of Felix the Cat and the body of Mickey Mouse. Which the body of Mickey Mouse makes a little sense. He's got a fat gut, sort of, if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> a little tubby. Yeah. But I don't get it at but all. But he doesn't wear pants. He does have the shoes, I guess. You know what? Did Felix the Cat sort of have spiky black hair? I guess he did, didn't I he? I think so, yeah. I guess I kind of get it now, yeah? Yeah, I Anyways, that's that. crazy. Felix the Cat and Mickey Mouse was the basic design of Sonic. So we both have zero points. Yep. Trevor, how fast can a hedgehog actually run? <laughs> I'm going to give you the choices. A, okay. 7 miles per hour. B, 10 miles per hour. C, 4 miles per hour. Or D, 99 miles per hour. <laughs> I'm going to go with 4. That is correct. Yes. I have a point. That's pretty impressive. I don't know if we could run 4 miles an hour. <laughs> no, I know I could. <laughs> the word run just throws me out of it. <laughs> There's one for me. Here's your chance to time me. All right. So Sonic's shoes. So we're getting into the nitty gritty now. Right. His shoes were designed by combining two things. What were they? So. So Sonic is just pretty much as the always combining. Two yes. <laughs> so I'm sorry. This is a little heartbreaking. You realize that our favorite hedgehog was combined by mishmashing things. <laughs> <laughs> but now you have to have your hearts broken like mine. Okay. So was his shoes combined. By mixing Mel Gibson's shoes from Mad Max with Dorothy's red slippers. This is always the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I hope it's that one more than anything. Were they designed by combining a traditional Japanese sneaker and the Dutch boat-shaped wooden shoes? Okay. Or were they combined by combining Michael Jackson's boots and Santa Claus's uh, outfit? I have some bad news for you. You looked this up. I know what this one is. It's the last one. Yeah, so specifically Michael Jackson's boots from yeah. the album cover of Bad <laughs> and the suit of Santa Claus. That's how they come up with the shoes. So it's one to one. We're cheating. I wasn't really cheating. I just did already. accidental that. cheating. Yep. By knowing stuff. I looked up facts about Sonic and that was okay. the ones I saw. Trevor, uh, three. That's the question of one. That's just watching it. Yep. If I get this one, I'll force you to tie me at best. That's right. It's all about forcing each other. Yep. Uh, the eBay game. Oh, yeah. This is going to be hard. you got to get within $5. What's up for bid here? It's a buy it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids, boys, Sega, Sonic the Hedgehog, reversible comforter set slash bad, uh, bed in a bag. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you the item description is a perfect gift for your little one. The perfect finishing touch to your Sega, Sonic the Hedgehog's lover's bedroom decor. Comes with a comforter, a fitted sheet, one pillowcase, one flat sheet, uh, one comforter, uh, one fitted sheet. Oh, I don't know why they repeated that. And I don't know why I read it again. <laughs> so, Trevor, uh, what is the buy it now price? I will go ahead and tell you this. Shipping is $24.99. Okay, all I need to know, is this like original or is this a new item? It says it's new. Okay. It says new in bag. So, can you tell me if it's like from the time this game came out? I can out or show you what it looks times? like because okay. I'm covering the price. Okay, it looks more modern. Yeah. Okay. The thing about eBay, and I feel like this is my fault because I feel like I started with these crazy eBay questions a year or so ago, but it could literally be anything. Oh, wait. Did you show me how much you have to get in to get it? Yeah, within five bucks. Five bucks. All right. This was reasonable. This should be 50 or 60 bucks, but it could literally be anything. But I'm going to go reasonable because it's my only shot of getting within five bucks. 
$49.99 is your guess. Yeah. Trevor, the actual price of the kids' boy Sega Sonic the Hedgehog comforter, uh, reversible comforter set is $4,449.99. Oh <laughs> Making me get within $5 of that is literally like asking you a multiple choice question with 300 choices. <laughs> but I couldn't just say I know. comforter set you within 1000 bucks. It just gives it so, away. <laughs> we're going to discuss this on there. I figured out a way to fix these kinds of questions because I thought okay. the same thing. Say you have to be within 10%. So that way, I can't do percentages. Well, if it's five bucks, it's fifty cents. If it's five hundred, it's anyways. I'll figure out the math. <laughs> so through those shenanigans, you have a real chance of beating me. Yep, out of the shenanigans, I just don't want to give it away. So, number three. All right, which of these were not originally ideas to give Sonic more depth, like to give the game itself more depth? Which of these was not a real idea they had? Which one did you make up? Yep. Were they going to make him part of a rock band? Were they going to make him an expert rollerblader? Were they going to give him vampire fangs? Were they going to give him a human girlfriend named Madonna? (laughs) Which of these did I make up? (laughs) I'm going to go vampire fangs. No. So they originally threw around the idea of giving him a human girlfriend named Madonna. Uh That's one way. Giving him vampire fangs. Oh, okay. And making him part of a rock band. Oh, really? Rollerblading was fake, which seems the most reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought for sure could be true. I'm really glad they scrapped those ideas, but unfortunately, Sonic Team didn't have as much self-control with some of the more modern Sonic games. That's for sure. Because it gets really weird when there's real people in there. Yes, I know he had a love interest, and I believe he even shared a kiss. Yeah, with a real the, person. In the remake of this game, uh, the Sonic 06, people call it. Yeah. Which was, oh, anyways. But let's not end on a sour note. <laughs> nope, we refuse. Sonic started great, and at least for a small amount of time, just kept getting better. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> For so. sure. And I and with the release of Sonic Mania, I think he's got a chance to get great again. Oh, yeah. So, Trevor, uh, it's time for the end of the show, thankfully, gracefully. Mercifully. I don't know why I said gracefully. Gracefully. Because it's something people don't deserve. Yeah. But they kind of deserve for this to be over. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, let's do our Patreon shout-outs. Do you got that ready? Oh, no, go? not at all. No. Not even remotely. So, you're going to fill this time, which I really regret asking you to do yeah. that. Yeah, it's the spring, the the whatever zone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I recognize it. Bow, 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 bow. Bow, 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 bow. Alright, so not only am I glad you reminded me to shout out our Patreons, but also I should mention we have a new patron. That's right. And we're very grateful. We get so little Patreons that we know when there's a new one. Yes. It's very easy to count from eight to nine. But I imagine now we're going to have awesome patron-only audio content. Yeah. For it's as little go, as a, it's a go dollar. From, it's going to go from nine to ten. Any day yeah, now. we're going to get at least one new patron. I'm I agree it. with it. Yeah, I'm calling it too. If but, not, we promise we'll quit the show. Yes. That is our promise to all our current at patrons. 90, at 99. Now, we won't cancel the Patreon account. We'll keep taking your money. <laughs> until you remember to cancel it. But we'll cancel the show. That's going to be on you. You have to remember to cancel it. And we're going to quit at episode 99. You have me here. We yeah. won't even hit 100. <laughs> That'd be awful. Yeah. If something happens, we just get to do the 100. Just 99 is such a terrible so number. Something's going to happen. We're not going to get 10 and we're just going to oh, quit. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to get at least one more patron 
At least the dollar so level. Somebody just give one dollar for one month to keep the show going. Yep. Oh, we're not going to do episode 100. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're stubborn, spoiled brats. We're holding you hostage. Oh, man. <laughs> Giving you the show that you barely care about. <laughs> but Bradley Boson, and again, let us know if we're saying your name wrong. But yeah, we'll please. probably intentionally say it wrong if you do. <laughs> Yeah, yes. How do you win that situation? Yeah, like poor Michael Thompson. We've yeah. never said his name right. I think we started to because we ran out of ways of saying yeah. it incorrectly. But yeah, you're right. But Bradley Boson decided to become a patron before we even announced this cool new audio content. Yeah, so thank so, you, Bradley. Thank you. And Daniel Chavez is a faithful member. He is very faithful to the point of he's even met us in person. And Michael Thompson. And he was changed for it, for the better. Michael My- Thompson. Yeah. Timothy McGowan. Timothy. Timmy Mac. Andrew Coed. Excuse me. <laughs> is that what you think of Andrew Cohen? I love Andrew. I have a love-hate relationship with Andrew. And the love is, I love him, and he's fun to talk to, and I like him quite a bit. But the hate is, he's constantly putting me down and uh, telling me how my shows are terrible. Mm, yeah. But that just to show that's just me. Just what I'm personally. trying to say is, uh, our producer Chris told me that there was some feedback on the first episode, and he was actually, and everything Andrew said was true, and stuff I already knew in my head, but it maybe, you know how anytime I get remotely criticized, I take it. Oh, yeah. Know, <laughs> that's why we killed off the scientists the yeah, first time, because I, I suggested we change one little thing. Because I'm a child, and I can't handle those things. <laughs> so he said that it sounded like, I am put words in his mouth, that I was rambling on that first episode of Johnny's Horde movie <laughs> reviews, which I already told you, it's what it was, just me rambling like an idiot, like I am now. <laughs> and uh, so uh, he's dead to me for like, <laughs> no, he's, he's alive to me now. I've already gotten over it. I'm glad we had this discussion on air. I, he does. Andrew, nothing is sacred. <laughs> Don't you dare criticize this show. <laughs> we want to improve it, but we want to discover how horrible it is on our own. Yeah. We, Don't you tell us. We already know how terrible it is. I already know how bad of a person I am in general. So uh, just tell me good things so I feel better about myself. Now, speaking of good things. Yeah. Andrew is actually pretty awesome. He is. And so is Caleb Dixon. Yeah. Then we and, have... Yeah, Caleb is very awesome. Then we have... Uh, Christopher M. Scholes. Oh, thank you, Christopher. And Jason Wilson. Jason! And Keith Farnham. Keith, who uh, actually did some art for us for this for the Mega Man episode, which looked awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I should just end it there. Technically, it wasn't for us, but I did ask him if we could share it. And he said, oh, yeah. So, yeah, but when he first posted it, he tagged us. He did. You're right. <laughs> so I didn't have to correct you. That's right. Yay. Yay. I did one you. thing right. <laughs> Instead of like... You know, destroying somebody who's kind enough to give us money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> out, of, out of the very awesomeness of his soul. Like well, Andrew. It's probably too late to mention this because April 1st was a while back. Yeah, April Fool's. But uh, <laughs> I probably should mention. <laughs> okay. We tried an April Fool's joke. By that, I mean Trevor was uh, was gun-ho about doing an April Fool's joke. I, I wanted to have some fun. I politely tried to talk you out of it, but you didn't catch my I hits. just thought you were bored with it. I didn't think you cared. No. I've gone to the point where April Fool's jokes for shows are just kind of been done so much. Well, I agree, but I still wanted to do it. And we literally, literally say constantly that we're quitting this show. We literally have already done it this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> But you went ahead and decided you were going to do that very thing. To the point where you made it incredibly realistic. <laughs> and so here, here's what happened. As a Johnny, I want to do a goofy April Fool's joke for the show. Yeah. Johnny's like, Trevor, you're a horrible man, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Um, and, I, and I just want to do something that nobody would probably believe. Like, we decided then to show, because we have irreconcilable... Irreconceivable? Irreconcilable. <laughs> we have differences. Yeah, that can't be reconciled. Yes. And uh, it was just going to be ridiculous. Irreconceivable. And Johnny said, well, honestly, nobody's going to believe that. That is what I said. And so, like you, I can't handle criticism. 
<laughs> and I said, fine. So I wrote this very honestly believable story. <laughs> this very believable story about me having to leave the podcast yeah. due to scheduling and work issues. To the point where it was so believable that I was getting private messages from people uh, uh, saying that they felt bad that the show was ending. That is the truth. <laughs> really? I didn't yes. know that. Yes. <laughs> and after I posted it, my hope was that for five minutes it would go and people were like, oh no. Yeah. And then somebody would be like, aha, it's April 1st. You got us. But nobody did for a long time. <laughs> there was like three people, four people commenting. Somebody messaged me privately that they were really bummed out. And I felt horrible to the point that, <laughs> was it Andrew? Somebody privately messaged us and I actually told them that it was fake. Yeah. Anyways, I just felt terrible about it. I was like, come on, somebody. Call me out on this. It's April 1st. Come on. Then I was, wait a minute. It's also Easter, which I really shouldn't mix those two together. But it happened to also be Easter. So people probably weren't looking for an April Fool's joke. Anyway, somebody finally called it. And I was very glad about that. But, uh... Sorry. <laughs> it won't happen again. Next time, yeah. I'll make it goofy like I want to. So now this time, we're going to do it in April, the Friday the 13th joke. <laughs> yes. So it's Friday the 13th today as yep. we're recording. Let's make it as So I think as we need to make an announcement. That we're going to quit. Um, well, episode 99. I'm actually going to murder Johnny. Like, <laughs> it's premeditated. Yeah. I shouldn't say that because if something happens to you, <laughs> that would really be bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. If you're going to murder me, you might want to wait, like, or do it before I send this off. Yeah. <laughs> delete, 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 delete. <laughs> delete the computer. Um, yeah, so. I'll come telling you when you should murder me. Yeah. This, this I'm is giving you tips and hints on how to do it. This is who we are. Yep. This is who we are. So, guess what? Next what? episode is 99. That's right. And it's going to be the very first. Super Mario Brothers. That's right. The one that started it all. The one that kind of saved video games, in my opinion. There was a lot riding on the shoulders of this game. And uh, delivered, I think. Well, Stay tuned. Does it, it hold up now? Does it hold up now? Yeah. Criticism. Will it? Do we survive Scotty, criticism? Get to the surface. Is that your Captain Kirk voice? Kirk? Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> <sighs> but you tried, and that's what matters to me. I'm going to eat these almonds. You do what you want to do. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. We very much appreciate it. Stay tuned for episode 99, which will be Mario... The Hedgehog. <laughs> uh, and Chris, please don't forget to beep out what I said. Uh, See you later. <laughs> <laughs>